We have to have the outward. <coughs> Hallelujah. Amen. We have to have the, the holy. Amen. And then we have the most holy. Amen. 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 And, and <coughs> when I stand in the most holy, I'm standing under God's power. Amen. Man, I know I'm your husband and your daddy and your brother and your all that. But when I'm standing in here, I'm in standing <coughs> Amen. God has prepared his men and women that teach his word. Amen. When we stand in this place, that we stand in this place representing him. So as I come representing him today, especially during this time of the year, I want the word to be a blessing to you today. Amen. I want the word to be an encouragement to you today. Amen. I want to talk about today three days. Amen. Three nights. Amen. The Passover land. Amen. We're going to talk about today three days and three nights of the Passover land. We'll be doing a lot of page turning, so get your Bibles ready because I want to be able to show you this so you can mark this down. Because when you come here, you should be basically like Cynthia is right now. You should have notepad and pen. Teacher's pet. Ah. Amen. Because mm. she's doing it right. Hallelujah. Amen. She's an example for us all. We should be taking notes in. As Paul told Maria, go home and study to see if what I'm saying is true. Mm. Amen. Three days, three nights, <coughs> the Passover land. And as we start, I want to set a standard of understanding. First of all, we have to be able to come to the agreement that the Bible, when you're talking about times, days, months, and years, according to God, you have to use the Hebrew calendar. You will never be able to figure out God's plan by looking at what we have today in the Gregorian calendar from Pope Gregory. And the Julian calendar, Julius Caesar, that's why it's called the Julian calendar, because Julius Caesar is the one who came up with it in Rome. He was the Roman emperor in 46 BC the Julian calendar came about. And the Hebrew calendar was already here. Because that's God's counting system. And I, I'm setting this standard because I want to show you something, but the only way you're going to be able to get it right is you have to know how to count like God counts. You can't count like Americans count. Paul said, don't be conformed to the ways of this world. He was talking about counting too. Gregorian calendar wasn't even instituted until 1582. Hallelujah. That's 1,582 years. After what? See, this is how I know the whole world knows Jesus is real because that's why time changed from BC to AD. It was all predicated upon the Son of God. Amen? Amen. You can go in books and read it. Ain't no, there's no other reason that the time changed from BC to AD except the living, the birth of Jesus Christ. Amen. So the Julian calendar was instituted in 46 BC 
and the Gregorian calendar, which we use today, was instituted in 1582 AD. And I do want to be able to get a uh, clarification is that the Julian calendar and the Gregorian calendar right now today is only about two weeks off. With today being April 3rd on the Gregorian calendar, it's like March 15th uh, on the Julian calendar. But on the Hebrew calendar, in both of those, the Julian calendar and the Gregorian calendar, both on 2021. But on the Hebrew calendar, we're in the year uh, 5081. Amen? Yeah. Now, you, this is very important what I'm saying now. On the Hebrew calendar, what's that? What I said? It's 5781. 5781, that's what I mean. It's 5781 on the Hebrew calendar. Amen. So, when we're counting God's time, we have to learn how to count according to God's calendar. Everybody all right with that? Now, the first thing I want us to do is let's look at Genesis chapter 1. And what does the word Genesis mean, y'all? Beginning. So, in the beginning, God showed us how to count. Amen? Amen. Now, watch this. Let's go to verse 5. Now, this happens at the end of every day, but I'm going to use day one as our example. I'm going to read verse 5. Everybody ready? And God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. Watch this. And the evening and the morning were the first day. So what that tells you is God started counting the day at the evening. Now, this is not hard for me to get across to this audience because y'all know Sabbath start on Friday evening to Sabbath evening. But that's, that's not on Sabbath. That's every day for God. Yeah. And I, I want to point this out right here as well. There is no other day in the Bible that has a name except Sabbath. Amen. Amen. All the rest of them called day one, day two, day three, day four, day five, day six, and then the Sabbath. Now, the, the sixth day has somewhat of a name because they call it the day of preparation in preparation for the Sabbath. Amen? Amen. So we see here that a standard, uh, a principle has been established. Amen? Now everybody okay with that before I move on? That when you count days, when you're trying to get biblical stuff together in your head, you have to count a day from the evening. And, and the word evening means before dark. And the word uh, uh, morning means before light. And I pointed out at our Passover meal that we have been taught and indoctrinated that it's two parts to a day day and night. But here in verse 5, he showed us that it's four parts to a day. You got day, you got night, and you got evening, and you got morning. Amen? Amen. So there's four parts to a day. So God is showing us that when we want to count a day, we don't start at midnight. Once again, I'm going to quote Paul in Romans chapter 12 a lot today. He says, I beseech you, brothers, by the mercies of God, hallelujah, Amen. that you present yourself a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable, and pleasing to God, which is your reasonable service. He says, no longer be ye conformed to the ways of this world. And we have to be able to stop thinking like the world thinks, even when it comes to counting days. Amen. From midnight to midnight is a day in America and in the Western world. But according to the Bible, it's from sundown to sundown is the day. Amen. 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 All right, let's go to Leviticus chapter 23. Where did I say? 
Leviticus 23. Exodus, Numbers, Leviticus. Amen. Where they get that word Levite from. Levite. Amen. In Leviticus chapter 23. Amen. I'm teaching today. Amen. Amen. It might be a little preaching at the end. But I'm teaching right now. In Leviticus 23, let's go to verse 32. And I want you to notice, I'm only using one example, but if you read these whole things, you'll see that this goes across the board. Amen? Amen. 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 Uh, Leviticus 23, let's read verse 32. Everybody ready? Mm -hmm. It shall be unto you a Sabbath of rest, and you shall afflict your souls in the ninth day of the month at evening. From evening to evening. Everybody read that with me. From evening to evening shall you celebrate the Sabbath. Now I'm only using this as an example. I'm not trying to, I don't have to teach y'all about the Sabbath. Y'all already know about the Sabbath. But what I'm showing you is the principle of God counting the day is from what? Evening to evening. I got to get that principle in your head because I'm going to show you something in a minute. And you're going to have to know how to count it to understand it. Everybody all right? All right. So we understand now that a day is from evening to evening. Everybody okay with that? Amen. All right, let's go to the book of Jonah. Let's go to Jonah. And Jonah is a minor prophet, amen? So you know he must be after Isaiah and Daniel, right? Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. So Jonah... Chapter 1, and we're going to look at verse 17. Y'all know the story. I don't have to bring you up to speed. Everybody knows the story about Jonah. God told Jonah something. Jonah got hard headed. God said, go to the west side. Jonah went to the east side. And Jonah caught himself in some trouble. The Bible says that, watch this, in verse 17. Everybody ready? Mm -hmm. So in verse 17, the Bible says, Jonah, chapter 1, verse 17, now the Lord had done what? prepared that great fish to swallow up Jonah. Amen? Amen. And watch this. Jonah was what? In the belly of the whale. How long? Three days, three nights. Three days and three nights. So in other words, Jonah was in the belly of the whale from evening to evening, from evening to evening, from evening to evening. That's how you get three days and three nights. Now, what I, what I have to caution you on is when you're reading these things, if you use your notes, you have to understand now, we serve God under the umbrella of the Protestant religion. And I've told you before, what is the root word in Protestant? So if you protest, and what does that mean? You're protesting. Why do you protest? Because what? Because you, you're standing up against something. Amen? So if we are the Protestant denomination or the, the Protestant religion, what are we protesting? Technically, we protest in God. And the reason I say that, see, people give Martin Luther the title of the father of the Protestant movement, but technically he wasn't because Martin Luther never ever wanted to not be Catholic. He just wanted the Catholic Church to straighten up. And y'all know the reasons why. Giving the Pope eminence like he's God, uh, purgatory, talking about when people die, they, they, they stuck in the middle, you can pray them into heaven. 
uh, selling of indulgences. That's archaeologists going to dig up artifacts that would belong to Jesus, Mary, or Joseph, or, or one of the apostles, and they would sell it to people. And if you bought it, you now have bought your salvation. That's what the indulgence is. That's what the Catholic Church teaches. So Martin Luther said, no, none of the, and then grace. Grace is the big thing for Martin Luther. He says, no, y'all, we doing this wrong. Come and debate me, and I'll show you in the Bible where it's wrong. Don't he sound like somebody you know? Mm. Come and debate me, and I'll show you that what the Bible is saying as opposed to what the church is doing. Yeah. Amen? But they did not want, the Catholic Church did not want to uh, debate Martin Luther. So after he kept causing trouble, they did this word, so at least I don't know if you remember this word, excommunicated him. In other words, they put him out of the church. Amen? So it was the younger guys. Now Martin Luther ran with these guys called Calvin and Ziegler. And all three of them were ostracized, but the younger generation that was with them, they're the ones who started the protestant movement. But I want you to understand something. God approved of and acknowledged the New Testament church. So when we protest, we're protesting what God allowed. Now, the men messed it up. I'm sure everybody in the room can say amen to that. The boys always messing stuff up. Ain't that right? The world is in the shape it's in right now because we did not handle up to our responsibility that God gave us to first of all be over our families and treat our families right and, 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 and take care of the earth. God put us in charge of that. You can look at where we at right now in 2021 and tell we ain't done a good job. Amen. 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 So, but it was the human beings that messed up the early church. Yeah. So when, watch this, now listen. When human beings mess up, that don't mean you get to leave God. Amen. 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 And this is what's happening. When human beings make us mad in church, we leave God. You got to hang in there with God because God ain't done you nothing. Amen. Now, if you want to go to another church because you can't stand the people at the church where you at, do that. But don't go sit at home because you're not protesting against uh, the, the man. What you really wind up doing is protesting against God. And that's where we're at right now. So I wanted you to see that when you read the notes in the, in the Bibles that we have today, you got to remember these 66 books that we have, these are Protestant Bibles. Well, why do you say that, preacher? Because the Catholic Bible got 72 books in it. When they canonized the Bible or put it together in 297 AD, it had 81 books. So when the Protestants left the church to make themselves feel better, they ripped out all the books that talked about too much Judaism and too much Catholicism. That's how we got the 66 books. They took away the books that had to talk too much about Mary. Why, why is it as Christians, as Protestants, we only talk about Mary on Christmas? That's the only time you hear the Protestants talk about Mary is on Christmas. But that was Jesus' mama. Mm. My mama was Betsy. I got a picture of her in my room. Amen. She's important. Now, I'm not saying we should lift Mary up like the Catholic Church has and make her a deity or a God, but see, what I'm showing you is is that each church, the, the Catholic Church, the New Testament Church, and the Protestant Church, the, the, the New Testament Church was trying so hard not to look Jewish 
The Protestant church tries so hard not to look Catholic. So we don't talk about Mary and Joseph at all. Let me move on. Amen. Amen. So we see here, when you read the notes about three days and three nights, let me tell you exactly what the notes are going to say because they promised it. If they admit that it was a whole three day and a whole three nights, they can't scream about putting them in the ground on Friday. Amen. So what they're going to show you in the notes, I'm telling you, you can go read some of them right now. Go to commentaries on, uh, on three days and three nights, whether it's in Jonah or about Jesus. And they're going to tell you that, well, Jews counted a part of the day as a whole day. That's a lie. Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you straight up right now. Jews ain't ignorant folk. Amen. They don't count a part of a day as a whole day. But you got to say that to make your Friday scenario fit. Amen. So I'm going to show you when you count like a Hebrew count, like God count, you'll know how you can come up with three days and three nights and you don't have to make stuff up. So that, that's, that's another good point. You got to realize in Genesis chapter 1 verse 2, in verse 3, God said, let there be, implying what was already there. Amen. 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 All right. All right. So let's go to uh, Matthew 12, because Jonah is the prototype of Jesus. Somebody read Matthew 12 and 40. Matthew chapter uh, 12 and read verse 4. Matthew chapter 12, verse, verse 40. 40. For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the whale's belly, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. Yeah. All right. So you see now this is New Testament showing us just like Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. Come on, everybody say three days and three nights. Three days and three nights. The New Testament tells us Jesus was in the tomb, in the grave, for how long? Three days and three nights. All right. So now, we got to stop this thing about half-believing the Bible. I really and truthfully don't need an ex explanation on what three days and three nights is. But if I'm, if, if I'm trying to prove to you that they put him in the ground on a Friday, now i got to start manipulating and make up stuff. Amen. Amen. If the Bible, if God wanted to say that Jonah, that Jonah and Jesus was in the ground or in the water for a day and a half, don't you think God could have said that? If he was in there 2.3 days, don't you think God could have said that? Yes. Because there's other times in the Bible where the Bible talks about time and time and a half. Amen. So we got to stop manipulating God's word to fit what we want to believe. Amen. Amen. So uh, in John, Let's, let's go to John. Let's go to St. John, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Let's go to St. John, somebody read chapter 19, verse 31. John chapter 19, verse 31. The Jews, therefore, because it was the preparation, the preparation day, that the body should not remain upon the cross on the Sabbath day, for the Sabbath was a high day. They sought Pilate that their legs might be broken and that they might be taken away. All right. So now, the Bible says, first of all, he says because it was a preparation day. But let's go to this right here. Let's go to this right here. Let's go to John chapter 12. Somebody read verse 1 for me in John chapter 12. Let's do this. John chapter 12. Verse 1. 
Then Jesus, six days before the Passover, came to Bethany, where Lazarus was, was, which had been dead, whom he raised from the dead. So we see now it was six days before Passover, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, let's go to Exodus chapter 12. I told y'all we're going to do a lot of flipping now because I'm trying to show you something. I'm trying to teach you something today. This ain't about preaching a sermon. Amen? This is about teaching you something because too many of God's people believing in stuff that was made up in 300 A.D. and 1500 A.D. and 1700 A.D. We got to believe what God said in his Bible. Amen? Amen. Not what people have come up with. Everybody okay with that? So look, in Exodus chapter 12, uh, we'll start reading right at verse 1. Everybody ready? Exodus chapter 12. And the Lord spoke unto Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, This month shall be unto you the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of your year. So in other words, God is saying that this is how you count your new years. Every time this month of Nisan rolls around Nisan, however you want to say it, N-I-S-A-N, Every time it rolled around, that's a new year for them. See, in America, they got us waiting for January. But God said in Nisan, now if we just, if we just celebrated Passover, what month for us must be Nisan? This one. Which is March. March, April. No, Amen. April. March, April is the first month for Jew for Hebrews. Watch this in verse 3. He says, Speak ye unto all the congregation of Israel, saying, And on the tenth day, of the, of the first month. Everybody ready? On the 10th day, on Nisan or Nisan, however you want to say it, on the 10th, you shall take every man a lamb according to the house of your fathers, a lamb for every house. And if the household be too little for the lamb, share with your neighbor. In other words, you ain't got one or two people in your house. Don't, don't waste the lamb. Share it with your neighbor. Amen? According to the number of souls. Every man according to his eating shall make your account of the lamb. In other words, you got some greedy folk in your house, keep the whole lamb because they probably can eat. But if you got some people in your house that don't eat that much, don't waste the lamb, share it, amen? Verse 5, your lamb shall be without a blemish and it shall, shall be a male in the first year. You shall take it out from the sheep or from the goats and you shall keep it until what day? 14 month. 14 uh -huh. day of the month. Right. 14 days of the month. 14 days. Okay, so look at me now. Look at me. Nisan is the first month of the year. And on the 10th of Nisan, you choose a lamb. Y'all see that? On the 10th yeah. day, choose a lamb. Then you're going to keep the lamb, and you're not going to kill the lamb till which day? Verse 14th. 6. 14th. The 14th day. So watch this. Let me show you how to count it now. You're going to count the day and the, the first day and the last day. So you got the 10th, 11th, 12th, 13th, 14th of Nisan. Everybody okay with that? You got, you got Nisan 10, Nisan 11, Nisan 12, Nisan 13, and Nisan 14. That's five days, amen? All right. Now, let's go back to John. I wanted to show you what's so important about the Passover land. Now, Jesus... The Bible says, it is our Passover lamb. In other words, we don't have to deal with the blood and stuff no more in the New Testament. Why? Because Jesus is the Passover lamb. So watch this. If Jesus is the Passover lamb, how do you think God set it up that the Jews would kill him? 
Okay, so watch this. Let's go back to John chapter 12. This is teaching now, y'all. You got to stay with me. Don't get all bored. I know black folk, we used to rhythm, and as soon as I start whooping and yelling, everybody will start amen. But I need you to listen. Amen. Till we get to that point. Amen. Uh, John chapter 12. The Bible says, therefore, it was six days before Passover. Now watch this. What day is Passover on again? Nice of what? Okay, so let's count six days back. So you got 14, 13, 12, 11, 10, 9. So on Nisan 9, on the 9th of Nisan, Jesus went into Bethany. Because if you keep reading chapter 12, you're going to see that Jesus went into Bethany where Martha and, uh, where Martha and Mary lived, where Lazarus' sisters lived. All right? Everybody with me? That's six days before Passover. Six days from the 14th of Nisan gets us to the night. Everybody okay with that? Okay. So let's go down to verse 12. Somebody read verse 12 of John chapter 12. The next day, a great multitude that had come to the feast, when they heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem, took branches of palm trees and went out and met him. No, 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 no. Just verse 12. Just verse 12. Now, we started at verse at chapter 12, verse 1. He came to Bethany six days before Passover. Now, down here in verse 12, it says the next day. So how many days we away from Passover now? What's supposed to happen five days before the Passover? Passover festival, yeah. Amen? All right, so let's keep reading. Watch this now. And, and when you go back to Exodus chapter 12 and read it, it says that every man must choose a lamb and bring it into his house. Remember that wording. It's important. So I'm going to start at verse 12 in John 12. On the next day, so we five days before Passover now. Everybody with me? Much people that had come to the feast when they heard Jesus was coming to Jerusalem. Uh-oh, the lamb is coming into town. What I'm showing you is the Passover in the Old Testament and Jesus, the Passover lamb in the New Testament. That's what I'm showing you. Verse 13 says that they took branches of trees and they went forth to meet him and they cried, Hosanna, blessed is the king of Israel that come in the name of the Lord. Amen. And Jesus, when he had found a young donkey, a young ass, sat there upon it, as it is written, Fear not, daughters of Zion, behold, thy king cometh sitting on an ass coat. An ass is coat. All right. So we at the fifth day now, the Passover lamb, which is Jesus, is now coming into town. So, if we counted back from Nisan 14, and we got six days, and we, we understood that the sixth day from the 14th was a Sabbath by counting. And when we come forward, we'll realize now, go to chapter 13, verse 1. Chapter 13, verse 1. John chapter 13, verse 1. Everybody ready? Now before the feast of Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour was come, that he should depart this world unto his father, having loved his own which was in the world, he loved them to the end. So now we are on Tuesday. Because remember, Jesus went into Bethany 
He woke up the next morning and went into Jerusalem. That's when he cursed the fig tree and all that. If you keep reading, you'll see all that. Amen? Now, when Jesus goes back to Bethany that night, when he enters back into Jerusalem, we on Tuesday evening. Sabbath There's three Sabbaths in this week. We just had three Sabbaths in this week just had. Mm -hmm. We had we had Passover. Amen. Which started when the sun went down Saturday. But if, if the sun was down, really what day was it? Sunday. It was Sunday. So we had Passover. And the day after Passover, what starts on the day after Passover? Now, I should have kept reading in Exodus 12 to show y'all that. But if you keep reading in Exodus 12, you'll notice that, matter of fact, let's go do it. I got to show y'all. Come on, let's go back to Exodus. Because I want y'all to be marking y'all Bible. Because watch this. Not only should you be learning this, you should also be able to do what? Teach it. That's right. So mark your Bibles and you can show people Exodus chapter 12. And he talks about Passover all the way down to what? Is it 15? Amen. Amen. And this day. Amen. Let's start at 14. And this day shall be unto you a memorial, and you shall keep it a feast to the Lord throughout all your generations. Uh-oh. Does the Bible say that we're supposed to keep Passover and unleavened bread until Jesus comes? Is that what it says? Huh? Yeah. Is that what it says? Yeah. No, that ain't what it says. He said we have to do this feast to the Lord throughout your generation. You shall keep it a feast by an ordinance. How long? Forever. The way we do it changes. The way we do it changes. But we still have to observe these holy days. Now you don't have to deal with the blood and all that stuff. Seven days shall you eat what? Even the first day you shall take all the leaven out your house. So I wanted you to show I wanted to show you now that right after Passover, the next day starts the feast of unleavened bread. Amen. So in John 13, we see now. We all the way up to Tuesday. Now, when the sun set on Tuesday, because remember, in Tuesday, when the sun set, where were they? Well, you're not going to know on Tuesday, but they went to the garden of Gethsemane. Remember in the garden? When Judas showed up with the army and Judas kissed Jesus to show him which one it was? That was Tuesday. That was early Wednesday morning because the sun had went down. So they drug Jesus all that Wednesday, Wednesday evening, we have to call it, because that's what evening means. It means before the first dark. Now, see, watch this. Let me show you where your mind gets messed up at. In America, we call evening when the sun going down after the day. When you count Hebrew time, it's opposite. You get an evening first. Amen? So... 
Each Wednesday evening, they, they drug him through the courts all Wednesday evening. Amen? He went to go see Pollock. He went to go see Annas. He went to go see Caiaphas. They took him to all these people on trumped up charges. Now, Wednesday, when the sun is up on Wednesday, that's when they begin to crucify him. That's when they met, when, when the sun come up. When actually, early that morning when the sun was coming up, that's when Pilate stands on his balcony and offers them Barabbas. Who do y'all want? Y'all want Barabbas or y'all want Jesus? What they start hollering? The son we of life. crucified him, crucified him. They wanted Jesus crucified. So now, all Jesus is now being nailed to the cross at 9 a.m. Remember now, the Bible says at the third hour, they crucified him. Y'all read that? Let's, let's go read it. Let's go read it. Let's go read it. The third hour, they crucified him. And what time is the third hour in our time? Nine o'clock. Nine a.m. in the morning. In other words, they got to work. So at nine a.m. in the morning, they begin crucifying him. Let me say this about the word crucified. Crucified don't mean his death. Crucifixion is when they actually nailed him to the cross. They affixed him to the cross. So crucifixion means the nailing to the cross. It don't mean the death. That's two different things. Amen. Amen? He didn't remember, he didn't die till, till the ninth hour. What time is the ninth hour? Three. That's right. So you gotta realize this. In the morning, at six o'clock in the morning, six a.m., that's the first hour. The third hour is nine a.m. High noon is the sixth hour. 3 p.m. is the ninth hour, and 6 in the evening is the 12th hour. Amen. Amen? So, when they affixed him to the cross, or when they crucified him, they hung him up in the air at the night, at the third hour, at mm -hmm. 9 o'clock. The Bible says, at noon, at the sixth hour, the sun began to, to darken. The earth began to quake. From the, from, the, from the sixth to the ninth hour, the world changed. It even says that the, 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 the temple, and when you read about the temple in the Old Testament, I forget how high it is, but the ceilings are high. When you really read about how God told Moses to construct the temple and, and Solomon in the second temple, the ceilings are very high. And the Bible says that the curtain to the most holy was torn high. Top to bottom. From top to bottom, which implies what? That no man did. Because when you read about the temple, you'll notice, I think the, I can't remember, but I think the ceilings was like 40 feet high. The ceiling, the, the roof, was, where, where the curtain went was very high. So God now is showing by the ripping, by the tearing of this veil, because the veil covered the most holy. Remember what was so important about the veil and the most holy was on the Day of Atonement. What happens on the Day of Atonement? Huh? The high priest does what? He goes into the most holy. That's the only day of the year that anybody gets to come here in the Old Testament temple. The, the priest didn't preach from here. Only on the Day of Atonement, the, the high priest came into the most holy, and the Bible says that he had to make intercessions for himself first, and then he made intercessions for the people. Now, what is the implication in that? that Let me say it again. He had sin too. Amen. Thank y'all. That he had issues too. He was the high priest, but he had issues too. Okay. So if the high priest had issues, 
Don't trip out on your deacon while he when he trips. The high priest had issues. Don't trip out on your pastor when he trips. The high priest had issues. He had to make atonement for himself first. Amen. So let's not hold each other to these high standards. The high priest had problems. And they had shit. When he went into the most holy on the day of atonement, they tied a rope and a bell around his leg because nobody couldn't go in there and get him because the implication is when he went in there lying or playing, he was going to drop dead because God ain't playing. Y'all see how we think God playing? We really do. I'm saying we. I'm not trying to put y'all under the bus. We really do. We, we think God ain't watching. But I want you to know God is watching. Amen. We saw in Ezekiel, um, so we saw in Zechariah and Haggai, these prophets that we've been studying, that God has angels that he sent to and fro in the earth, and they go back and report to him on what's going on on the earth. Yeah. This is Bible, y'all. So God knows everything that we do and tell the truth about it. Every now and then we act like God ain't real. Hallelujah. Like he ain't watching. Yeah. Come on, somebody say, I got to do better. I got to do better. Amen. So God now is showing us that Jesus is the Passover lamb. So they crucified him, and the Bible says, somebody just read St. John 19.31. I think Jack just read St. John 19.31. Now, it's a parenthetical statement in St. John 19.31. Everybody go look at it. Everybody go look at it. Go look at St. John chapter 19, verse 31. Now, I think for every version that I read of the Bible, this is a parenthetical statement. In other words, it's a statement that's in parentheses. Amen? Now, when a statement is in parentheses, what he's saying is, in the middle of his conversation, he says, oh, I don't want you to forget this important fact. That's what a parenthetical statement does. Somebody could be talking, but then they, 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 they don't want you to uh, miss an important fact. And the important fact that he wants to point out to us here is that this, this is not the regular weekly Sabbath. This is the holiday, the holy day Sabbath that we're dealing with. Everybody ready? I know you say John you. 12? Amen. You say John 12? In John, no, we're in John 19.31. Now, he says that now, listen, and we already, see, people plan, let me tell you something about the church in America. The church in America is playing with your mind. Amen. They really and truthfully don't know what they're talking about. Because the Bible is telling us right here, what he's saying is, remember y'all, this is Passover. Well, we know it by this week just happened. We had Passover. The day after Passover was the Feast of Unleavened Bread. And then you got your regular Sabbath in that week. They got yeah. three Sabbaths in that week. Because that's what God calls holy days too. They're called Sabbaths. Rest day. So Protestants get tricked up because they want to read this preparation day in, in verse 31. They want to read this preparation day in the Sabbath as the weekly Sabbath. That's why they go to Holland on Friday night and put him in the ground. Amen? But if they put him in the ground on Friday at sundown, technically, when did they really put him in the ground? On Sabbath. So all you got is Sabbath evening, Sabbath during the day, and Sabbath. All you got is like one, one. You got a, a whole yeah, night in one day. You can't get three and three out of that. So Passover is the Sabbath that is talking about here. Everybody, all right with that? Passover was on on Wednesday. That it's okay. On Wednesday. 
Let me, let me count it out for you. Look at it. Look at it. Thursday evening. What you call right now Wednesday night. When the sun goes down on Wednesday, that's Thursday. Amen? So you got Thursday dark. You got Thursday night. Daytime Thursday. But when the sun goes down on Thursday, you got Friday dark. And then you got Friday day, Friday light. Then you got Friday dark. And then you got Sabbath day. When the sun goes down on Sabbath day, what do you have? Sunday. Early on the Sunday morning. <laughs> you see, we can shop with them on that part. Because that's true. Because when the sun goes down on Sabbath, it's Sunday. Now the thing about it is, now I want to go read three things to you. Somebody find Matthew 28. Somebody find Mark 16. And somebody find John 21. And we're gonna read, we're gonna read the first, uh, we're gonna read the first verses. Matthew 21. Now after the Sabbath, as the first day of the week began to dawn. Stop right there. Now read it again, real slow. Now, after the Sabbath. After the Sabbath. So if it's after the Sabbath, technically, what day is it? The next day, Sunday. It's Sunday. That's right. First day. So after the Sabbath was over, early toward dawn, and what's dawn? When, what's happening at dawn? The sun, the sun coming up. Okay. What's happening early in the morning when the sun coming up? And what happened? And behold, there was a great earthquake, for the angel of the Lord had descended from heaven and came to roll back the stone from the door of Sabbath. And we told him, his countenance was like lightning, and his clothes white as snow. And the guards shook of fear in him, and he became, and they became like dead. The angel answered and said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you see Yeshua, who was crucified. He is not here. Mm -mm. He is risen. He is risen. You see? So when they got to the tomb early that morning, y'all, Yeshua was already gone. So Yeshua didn't. Now we know for sure that he didn't rise when the sun was coming up early that morning because he was already gone when they got there. Amen. Amen. Now, let me let, let me count again for you real quick so you can get this in your head. They hung him on the cross on Wednesday. At 9, 9 that morning. Before the sun went down, when we noticed Joseph Arimathea went to Pilate and said, we got to get the bodies down before the Sabbath start. But he wasn't talking about the weekend Sabbath. He was talking about the Passover. Everybody okay with that? So, Thursday dark, Thursday light. Friday dark, Friday light. Sabbath dark, Saturday in the daytime. And after the sun go down on Sabbath, what do you have? The first day of the week. So we can shop with them when they start shouting early on the Sunday morning, early on the third day. You can shop with them because we really don't know what time. We know it was after the Sabbath because he says this after the Sabbath was over. Let's go to let's go to Mark. Who got Mark chapter 16? Right here. We start reading Mark chapter 16. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene, Mary, the mother of James. And Salome bought pieces, <clears throat> bought spices, <clears throat> so they might go to anoint Jesus' body. Very only, very early on the first day of the week, just after sunrise, mm -hmm. they were on their way to the tomb, mm -hmm. and, and they were at. When they got there, he was already gone. 
what I'm proving to you is the Bible is telling you how to get to three days and three nights. This is what I'm proving to you. The Bible is telling you how to get to three days and three nights. Because it's telling us after the Sabbath was over, all they did first thing that morning when the sun was coming up on the first day of the week, they went to the tomb and he was already gone. Mm -hmm. Now, I cannot vividly tell you from sundown Sabbath to early that Sunday morning what time he got up. I can't tell you that. Mm -hmm. But we know when they got to the tomb early that morning, he was already gone. Everybody, everybody okay with that? Amen. Okay, okay. All right, we, we see what Luke, we see what Mark had to say. Let's see what Luke had to say. Somebody read chapter the first verse of verse twenty or chapter twenty-four of Luke. Luke, chapter Luke chapter 24, 24 first verse. Now on the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they and certain other women came to the tomb bringing spices which they had prepared. Did keep going? Oh yeah, yeah. Think, think, think you got to go all the way to three. Alright. And they found the stone rose away from the sepulchre. And they entered and found not the body of the Lord Jesus. Mm -hmm. uh oh, he was what? Down there. Down Okay. Well, let's, let's, we, didn't, we, we only got one more. Somebody start at John 20. John chapter 20. Somebody read the first verse of The first day of the week cometh Mary Magdalene early, when it was yet dark, unto the sepulchre, and see if the stone was taken away from the sepulchre. Mm -hmm. Keep going. Uh, yeah. Then she read it and cometh to Simon Peter and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved and said to them, they have taken away our Lord out of the sepulcher and we know not where they have laid him. Okay. So each of the gospels we saw in Matthew, Matthew said after the Sabbath was over, he was already gone when they went early Sunday morning. Mark said it. Now, now I want to say this about Mark. When you read Mark chapter 16, if you read in the study Bible, how many of y'all remember when Pastor Dr. Williams taught us about that disclaimer over certain verses that said this, this ain't found in the original text, this was added? How many of y'all remember that? That's what Mark chapter 16 only has to verse 80. They added verse uh, 9 through the rest of it. That's not really in Scripture. If you got an NIV study Bible, it'll tell you that over that passage. This is not found in the original text. And the reason that I'm pointing that out to you, because in, in that part of Mark that was added, it says that early on the Sunday morning. So I want to point that out to you. That was added. See, this is why, Trey, this is why people got problems trusting the Bible. Because they got stuff that was added after the fact. Amen? Now, one thing about the NIV study Bible, it tells you which text was added. It's got, it's got what I like to call a disclaimer over that text. How many of y'all remember when they threw the woman in front of Jesus who had just got done committing adultery? Mm -hmm. the, the, they got a caption over that text that say that didn't really happen at that point. So this is why if you're going to teach the Bible, you need to go to school. And when you read your Bible, you need not just read your Bible, you need to study your Bible. Because this Bible we have, the 66 books that we have, they have been finagled. What, 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 what the Spike Lee Malcolm X movie said? Hoodwinked. And you done been hoodwinked. Bamboo. You done been bamboo. Never you done straight. been backdoor. Yeah. Now, whenever somebody <laughs> try to hide something from me, I have to ask why. Amen. Because I want you to understand something, that hiding things is a form of lying. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. There's lying by commission, but there's also lying by what? Omission. Omission. 
So just because you ain't telling your parents you pregnant, that don't make you not pregnant. <laughs> Hallelujah. You just not telling the whole. You just not telling the whole story. Amen. Amen. So we see here now that when they got to the tomb, Jesus was already gone. So when they start that uh, Friday thing, I want you to be able to talk to people and teach them, but you have to be able to start with the Passover. That's why I went and taught you about the Passover. You got to go way to Exodus chapter 12 to explain to somebody that Jesus was not, and you got to stop at Jonah, to tell somebody and teach somebody from the Bible that he was in the ground, that they was not talking about the weekend Sabbath when they say uh, in John, in John chapter 19, verse 31. That's not talking about the Sabbath we hear today. That's talking about the Passover that was happening that week. Amen. Everybody come cool with that. Amen. Amen. Now I'm teaching today. Now we ain't going to have no hooping and hollering now. Because <laughs> I want you to, I need you to be ready when Jesus comes. Amen. And let me tell you something. They got us playing this Easter stuff. Now let me say this about Easter. Easter comes from the Greek god Eschros, and that was already around. It, it, the Christians did not make that up. Uh, 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 at the Council of Nicaea, write this down because you can Google it all. At the Council of Nicaea in, in, in 325 AD, that's when they instituted that Eschros, which they called it Easter in our language, but it's Eschros in the Greek. That's when it was added into Christianity. That's why, listen, quit fussing with people about uh, Easter. Because it was, it was rightfully added into Christianity. I'm not saying I'm going to do it, but for people who do it, it has been part of Christianity since 325 AD. Is it a pagan holiday? Well, yeah, because Christians didn't make it up. They just added it into the church. Now, Constantine was the Roman emperor in 325 AD at the Council of Nicaea, and that's when they began to change uh, Sabbath to Sunday. Mm. Now, let me tell you why, so you don't be so critical on them. They started going to church on Saturday, because, I'm sorry, on Sunday, because the Jews were so mean to them on Saturday. Now, wouldn't you stop coming here? Matter of fact, haven't you stopped coming here because mm -hmm. folk was mean to you? So how you going to be critical on them for, for going to church at another time and, and instead of trying to go to church on the Sabbath, we, listen, Google the construction of the temple, of Solomon's temple. Google that. And what you're going to find is on the left-hand side of the temple, they got this place called the Court of the Gentiles. They didn't even let them in the building, y'all. They made them worship outside in the Court of the Gentiles. Look it up. So, if I made question, you drive way from Beaumont, and then I make you have church outside in the parking lot. You gonna keep coming? <laughs> no, you're not. And I don't blame you. So we gotta stop being critical because they got a lot of people who don't know this history, and they, they was born in the 60s and 70s like us, and they just was born into this stuff. And they they did not meet Jesse Smith and Dr. Williams like we did Amen. to open our hearts and our minds to the truth. Amen. So it's imperative that the people that you meet, God allow you to meet these people for a reason. It ain't to smoke and drink and have sex with them. It's that we might teach them the true word of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. So I want you to think about that. Whenever you encounter
encounter a new person. You didn't just meet a friend. You met somebody who needs to know the truth. Amen. Amen. So we have to be able to teach this, and the only way you're going to teach it is if you, go, if you know it. Hallelujah. So Jesus now, they have put him in the borrowed tomb. We've already solidified the fact that he did stay there a full three days and a full three nights, because I taught you how to count it now. But watch this. If you, if you only know how to count from midnight to midnight, you can't get three days and three nights. You have to know how to count how God counts, and that's from evening to evening is a day. Hallelujah. So God now has sent his son to this earth that through him we might be saved. Amen. So the Bible says that when Jesus did get up, hallelujah, because he did get up. Hallelujah. Now when Jesus did get up early on a Sunday morning, amen, and when we say early in our American mind, we think it's talking about when the sun coming up. But Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John told us that after the sun went down on Sabbath, hallelujah, Amen. that he got up. Amen. But I want you to understand, let's go to Ephesians chapter 4. Let's, let, let's go to Ephesians chapter 4. Amen. In Ephesians chapter 4. 4. Let me see it right. In Ephesians chapter 4. <laughs> Everybody there? Mm -hmm. Amen. Let's start reading that verse of no, Ephesians chapter 4. Because all of this has to do with his life, his death, his burial, and his resurrection. Amen. Ephesians chapter 4. Let's start at verse 6. Now let's start at five. Let's start at five. Everybody there? Ephesians chapter four, verse five. The Bible says, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. Everybody say amen. amen. One God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. But unto every one of us is given what? Grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Verse eight. Wherefore or therefore he said, when he ascended, which direction is ascended? Amen. When he went up on high, he did what? He took many captives. And oh, gave gifts you to read people. something else. You read another version. Read it, D. He did what? He took many, many captives and gave gifts to his people. Ooh. Okay. So, when Jesus ascended, now we all disagree, that means he went up. When Jesus ascended, it says that he took many captives and he gave gifts. All right, all right. Let's keep reading. Let's keep reading. Verse 10. Oh no, verse 9, I'm sorry. Now that he went up, what is it but that he also did what? He also went down. First, so watch this. The, the King James, it, this is why it's not really good for new readers to read the King James. See how confusing it is? What does he ascend? It means except that he also descended to the lower earthly region. The lower earthly region. What's that? Earth. Huh? Here. The lower earth. Oh, hell. Hell. Hades. Uh, not that far down. No. Remember the, the thief grave. on the cross? Uh, what did he tell the thief on the cross? The grave. The day you're going to be with me well. The paradise. paradise. Now, Holding place. I don't know if you really ever wondered. See, my mind, my mind be wondering. Why did Jesus not say, today you're going to be with me in heaven? 
Why did he not say it? Because that ain't where they was going. Because heaven is where? Uh-huh. But it says before he went up, he did what? Went down. He went down. Okay. So he already told the thief on the cross today you're going to be with me in paradise. Deep just read that before, when, when he did finally go up, he led captivity captive. What captive? Hold on. When the dead bodies came out the ground, it wasn't really wasn't any dead bodies, it was dead bodies of believers. Old Testament saints, Moses, Joshua, I ain't gonna name them all, but y'all know what I'm talking about. Abraham. Heaven is not, heaven was not open for them. Mm-hmm. When they died, their body went to the ground, they sold their spirits went to paradise, which is a holding chamber under the earth. It ain't hell. It ain't Haiti. It's paradise. The devil had no control over them. Amen. Now watch this. Jesus opened up heaven. Amen. Because it says that Jesus now led the captives that was in the prison. See, I'm trying to find it in Peter. Somebody find it in Peter. Where it says he went preach. He went preach to those uh, of old times from Noah's day. Find that in, in 1 Peter or 2 Peter. Yeah. And Jesus now, because see, I want, I want to put this all together for you. The Bible is showing us that heaven wasn't open until Jesus went there. Amen. All the saints in the Old Testament that died, even the ones that died before Jesus died. Remember that prophetess, Anna, who prophesied over the baby Jesus? And what was the man named? Simon, Simeon? They died while Jesus was walking his earth. But they did not go to heaven. They went to paradise. And before Jesus ascended into heaven, he went down to paradise. And not only did he get those Old Testament saints who had already died, he got the keys from the devil. Now, what in the world was the devil doing with the keys? Because he had gave him dominion. Uh, I think it's 1 Peter 3 and 19. Read that. For it is better, for it is better if it is God's will to suffer for doing good than for doing evil. But Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, to bring you to God. He was put to death in the body, but made alive in the spirit. After being made alive, he went and made proclamation to the imprisoned spirits, like he said he was going out there. To those who were disobedient long ago, well, no, it's not it. That's it. Those who were disobedient, the King James says, during Noah's day. He said the rebellious, Right. So people did not die and their spirits went to heaven like when we die now in the New Testament because heaven is open now. So Jesus now, the Bible calls it this. In Ephesians, he says that he led captivity captive. Those who were held captive in the chamber of paradise, Jesus is now leading them into heaven. Now, you say my team? And then, watch this. I don't even have a night. He descended. He that descended is the same also who ascended far above all heavens that he might fill all things. He'll go to gifts he gave. Verse 11 in Ephesians chapter 4. He gave some to be what? Preachers. Uh uh-uh. uh. Oh. At the, at the apostles. apostles. What is an apostle? One who goes around ministering and establishing churches in other areas. If you only preach at your church, you cannot be an apostle. I can really have the title apostle. We got radio programs. We on the worldwide web. 
See, we starting churches all over the world. Because they got people, they got people called a radio station tell Stephen all the time, we listen to Chapman every week. <laughs> 